Welcome to Leading the League Baseball. And now, your hosts, Brian Peacock and Nick Winkler. All right. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Thanks for joining us on Leading the League Baseball, part of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. Tons of great shows are part of that network, along with us and, of course, Fantasy Leagues, MLB, NFL, NHL, Dynasty Startups. Already build a team for sale in an existing league. DynastySportsEmpire.com has you covered. I'm ex- I'm extremely I can't even get it out. I am extremely excited for the show this week, Nick. Oh my goodness, I was about to say the same thing. We have such a special guest coming yes. up. Let's not let's not mention who it is right now. No, Are no, we, we don't no. want to tease it. No, I don't. I don't I want to tease it. You want to tease it? I do. All right. We had a chance to chat with Johnny Doskow, play-by-play man for the Sacramento River Cats. Yeah. Great interview. Giants AAA affiliate in the Pacific Coast League. He had a unique perspective on prospects, players that we might be seeing in the big leagues in the very near future. Yeah, get an inside uh, view of of what it's like there in Sacramento with the uh, Giants organization. He, of course, had to make a transition. You know, he was he was the A's play-by-play announcer there for a while, or at least the triple AAs, and, and yeah, had to make the switch, so we, we're going to ask him about that, and oh yeah, just stick around, it's, it's a great interview. Yeah, not only A's and Giants insights, but he's seen all kinds of players come through there, right. and uh, you know, covered those guys pitch by pitch when they come into Sacramento, and uh, when Sacramento leaves town, so um, we'll also have... Latest injury news, waiver targets, DFS matchups this weekend, all that stuff coming up for you. But first, let's get into the most breaking news this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, can we start with Chris Heston's no-hitter? But did anyone even see it is the real question, because <laughs> I especially was, in the Bay Area. Here's the thing. For me, I'm lucky because I had the Warriors on TV, mm-hmm. and then I had the Giants game on the computer with ah. MLB TV. All right. So uh, I actually got to do both at the same time, so that worked out quite nice for me. I turned off the Giants game. After the first few innings to watch the Warriors, obviously, because it's NBA Finals, first time in my lifetime. Right. And uh, so... I was lucky enough to have two televisions on. So, yeah, I got to watch both simultaneously. Good. Tweeting many, many friends and uh, sending out texts and everything like, Hey, guys, uh, you watching the Giants game? You should definitely turn it on. You should turn it on right about now. Now's Uh, a good time. Got to see that ninth inning where he struck out the side after hitting a batter. Three hit batsmen in that game. Yeah, it got a little wild, but... Oh, other than that, but I no mean, hits. It, what's, what's wild is is he was wild during those three pitches, but it looked like everything else was going right where he wanted it to. It and was, he got well, a little bit of generous calls yeah, from the umpire in that last inning. But man, his stuff was pinpoint on the corners. Yeah. Just that two seam uh, fastball was, oh, was the definitely cutting on in. That, yeah. on that. On that sinker was awesome, mm-hmm. and then he was wrapping the curveball around Ooh. the uh, the other side of the plate. Fun pretty, to watch, yeah, definitely fun to watch. The third no no caught by Buster Posey, unreal fourth in four years for the Giants, right? Yeah, Posey missed the second no hitter by Lincecum, so he caught one of Lincecum's no hitters. Caught the perfect game from Matt Cain in 2012. Yeah, do you think any of that has to do with Bruce Bochy? I mean, he's an old catcher; he's the manager. I mean, I'm sure every once in a while he calls a pitcher two in, right? I'm sure he's got some insight there. Dave yeah. Rigetti obviously deserves a whole lot more oh, yeah. uh, respect. Than, I mean, I think people in the game respect him quite a bit, but of he doesn't course. get the publicity just being a pitching coach. Right, um, right. But something that needs to be given more attention also is Buster Posey. I mean, mm. you, you, we we always talk about how he needs to get moved off of catcher, you know, for right. his own body and for his offensive output. But, geez, dude, I mean. There's two parts of the game, offense and defense. Major league catcher, yeah. really, really good. Even they, they interviewed leaders, Heston I mean. afterwards, too, and they're like, D- you, you, we didn't really see you shaking off posies. Oh, no, of course not. This guy knows what he's doing. He's the ultimate professional, you know, blah, 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 and saying all the right things, doing all the right things out there, too. You know, you're a rookie. 
you know, you're, you've made just a handful of starts in the bigs, and and you got Buster Posey, probably the best catcher in baseball, may go down as one of the best all time. And of course, you're not going to shake this guy off. He's not an idiot. Absolutely. And j- just I want to mention this tweet about Chris Heston from a friend of the show, Eno Saris, fan graphs. He said Heston put on 15 pounds this offseason and gained movement and velocity on his pitches. Uh, he thought he was more of an organizational arm before this season, but you know, Saris seems to think he's a lot more than that now. And judging by these results, I mean, he's done a lot more than sure. I expected in San Francisco this year, so he might be a long-term solution in that rotation. Yeah, he looked like just a guy that was maybe going to make a start or two. I mean, early on, you didn't really know what was going on with Matt Cain. Speaking of Matt Cain, we got some some good news coming up with him a little yes, bit later. But yeah, you, you just thought maybe this guy was going to get just his feet wet in the bigs, you know, maybe make a start or two and go back down. And, you know, he he's definitely had a few rough outings out there, but I think altogether you've got to be extremely pleased with what this guy's given you so far. Not just the no-hitter, but... You know, he, he's he's got plenty of wins. He's got you plenty of quality starts. He's eaten up a lot of innings for a club that really needed it. Right, and you don't have to be an ace to have a lot of value no. to, a, to a club, someone that can come in and give you innings, quality innings. Uh, looks like he's that guy for the Giants right now. Um, and you don't need to throw hard either. I mean, they said he never got over 91 miles an hour. He was just putting the pitches where he wanted to go. He right. looked like friggin' uh, Greg he Maddox was very out Maddox-like. there. Maddox-like. Yeah. He was getting some of those Maddox-like calls. Yeah. Six inches off the plate outside with the sinker. Yeah, but you hit that catcher's over. glove. Oh, man. It, looks it, was, good. it was pretty. It was fun to watch. Um, something that happened last week just after we, we recorded our show was Mark Trumbo got traded to Seattle. Yeah. Something we Didn't talked see that about coming. The AL West preview show, we talked about how the uh, that Mariners offense, because I, re- I picked the Mariners to win the division. I really right. liked them coming in, and I believe we said that they needed to trade for a bat. We thought maybe more of a deadline deal, and that's sure. something they could absolutely do, add some pop to that lineup. And, and Trumbo's uh, a guy who done. has AL West experience, too, obviously, right. with his time with the Angels. So it seemed like a good move. Oh, great move. Yeah. He's, he's, he was obviously redundant, and he can come in and play a little outfield, probably right. a lot of first base DH for Seattle. And Arizona's not going anywhere, even though they may have the best player in baseball right now. The Major League Baseball draft happened. Right. Dansby Swanson, some strong names in this draft, too, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say, names you never names. heard of, but you should learn because they're I, really cool. This is what I told one of my friends. Uh, well, he's a do-it-all shortstop, first of all. I was hoping he wouldn't go to an NL West rival. but Right. You know. Unfortunately. He is in Arizona. Number one overall pick, do-it-all shortstop for the best team in college baseball, Major League Glove. Uh, as a college draftee, he could move very quickly for the Diamondbacks. And I would call, I would consider myself a fansby. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a good I one. I am a fan. You should get the t-shirt. Yeah. Exactly. Start selling hats or something. Make that a little money is, on it, I'm you sure, know? I'm sure someone's thought of that, and that's a hashtag all over the place. But if not, you yeah. know who to credit. <laughs> you should try to get the patent on that quickly. We don't need to go too deep in the MLB draft. Most of these guys are a little ways away from the big leagues or impacting your fantasy baseball teams. But a couple of names that were very interesting... Mariano Rivera Jr. Yeah. Drafted in the fourth round by Washington. Fun to see that, too. Wasn't there a Jose Vizcaino Jr. as well? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Jose Vizcaino Jr., former Giant. He played with the Giants in two different stints, actually. Longtime utility infielder. And also, Jose Vizcaino Jr. is the nephew of former pitcher Bob Scanlon. Look at that. Which is where... Where Junior must have gotten his size because he's like 6'3", 220. Strong bloodline yeah, he's there. He's about twice as big as his dad was. Seems like a, he a was, smart pick. Yeah, third baseman. He was drafted in the seventh round by San Francisco. Last week, Joey Gallo made his major league debut. This week, another super prospect from the state of Texas gets the call. Carlos Correa. Very mm-hmm. exciting. 20-year-old shortstop for the Astros. I mean, he just shot through the minor leagues. And what's awesome is they didn't hold him back. They didn't artificially right. say, well, you don't have... 
X number of at bats. Nah, he was he, ready to go, and they're like, it. "We need a spark in the big leagues." Yeah, bring him up. Twenty twelve, number one overall pick. He hit three thirty two, four oh two, six oh two was his slash line. Ten homers, forty three RBI, eighteen steals in fifty two games between Double A and Triple A Fresno this season. Be fun so. to see if he can he can uh, bring any of that to the bigs, you Absurd know, because he's numbers. got the potential for yeah, sure for a guy that was. Younger than everybody else in his league, probably at every stop there, too. Exciting for Astros fans, too. I mean, yeah, they were starting to, to go on a little bit of a losing streak there, starting to, to look. I mean, obviously, they got off to such a hot start. You knew they had to come back to the pack a little right. bit. But, yeah, maybe maybe this is a little injection that they need to, to get them going again. Yeah, he doesn't look overmatched in the early going. He hit a home run in his second game on Tuesday. Uh, sort of reminds me a little bit of Manny Machado, similar Ooh, body style. Right. Uh, Machado was a shortstop. That. He ended up getting moved over to third base, so... Uh, Correa, uh, similar similar body, similar uh, combo of athleticism and power. Correa might steal a few more bases and also doesn't have those early injuries in his career like what happened to Machado um, and is also playing shortstop rather than third base. Right. So, yeah, very valuable piece there for the Astros. Uh, Rosny Castillo got called up into Boston finally. We thought he might be a an opening day guy there. He He got some time last year at the end of the season. Should see most of the action in center field for the Red Sox, although Brock Holt has been getting some starts even since uh, Castillo's been called up. He hit two ninety three with two homers, six steals in 82 plate appearances over 18 games uh, with AAA Pawtucket. You can bring that up, too, and it's he's getting a lot of at-bats, and he may he may get all kinds of at-bats, who you mentioned, Holt, uh, because Fat Panda is just not doing anything there no. in Boston, and it looks like he may have given up right-handed swinging altogether. You looked right. at me today, he said, is he hitting lefty yeah, against the lefty? lefty against Bruce Chen, the left-hander today. Yeah, going the JT was, Snow route, just right. giving it up. Do we want to go... Do we want to talk to our guy, Johnny Doskow, right I, now? I'm, I'm excited. Let's get it. Okay, let's do it. Okay, Brian, so you are Mr. Uh, you, well, you, I like to call you Mr. Prospect, I think, is one of the nicknames I have for you. Well, today, I, I kind of want to, you know, I kind of want to bring my my bit to the show. So I've enlisted the help of a true professional. This is 23 years he's been broadcasting professional baseball. The last 15 it's been at the helm of the play-by-play booth for the Sacramento Rivercats. We're talking about over 3,000 baseball games announced. It's Mr. Johnny Doskow. Johnny, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, guys. Glad to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, so it, first off, of course, the Rivercats changed from the athletics farm system to the Giants. So I just I kind of want to get a, a glimpse of what that was like for you. I mean, you had to learn a whole new group of guys. And no doubt. You know, it, it was strange, you know, and of course with that, you know, with that you have all the relationships, you know, I, I, relationships that I've had with, uh, with the A's front office and, and you know, the, the coaching staffs the, and, and the players and, you know, it's, you know, you have, you build those relationships over time and uh, just like any friendships and, you know, it's it just, and it changes all overnight. You, you're not going to be in that organization anymore. You're with the Giants. And, you know, it's really, uh, as far as, you know, it's it's challenging just for the fact that you're so used to one organization, but it's also um, sometimes change is good too. You know, it's like it's it's uh, as much as I miss the A's and I miss them a lot. Um, it's been it's been uh, it's been nice to have the National League. It's nice to have no DH. It's nice to have uh, double switch, and it's also nice. You know, it's, you're meeting new people, so it's so it's you know I, I try to be as positive as I can about it. There's nothing I can do. These decisions are made uh, way above my pay grade. So, you know, I have a choice. I can either sulk about it or embrace it. And I've, I've cho- chosen to embrace it. And uh, so I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just having fun with it. It's been fun to, you know, just uh, meet new people and, and uh, just a new, a new challenge. 
Right. So, it, I mean, you are uh, the ultimate professional, it sounds like, and you're taking it pretty well, but are Sacramento baseball fans excited by the switch to Giants affiliation, or is there some pushback from old-time A supporters? Well, I think, you know, A's fans, the thing is, A's fans are really, uh, you know, although smaller in number than Giant fans in Northern California, they're they're loyal and they're loud. And, they, you know, there were some people, honestly, that were upset. There were A's people that were upset on the change, and we've heard about it. We've heard from them. At the same time, there were... Uh, there were a lot of giant fans up here that were super excited about the change, and that's reflected in the attendance. Like we've really, we've had, you know, we, we were very fortunate to have uh, the Hunter Pence rehab during Little League <laughs> days. So we had fourteen thousand and nice. twelve thousand, and and you know, we we noticed, you know, over the course of uh, of the last several years, really over the last decade, whenever the Grizzlies came to town, whenever the Fresno Grizzlies came to town with the giant affiliate, our walk up was incredible. So we knew, and especially, you know, add the three titles in five years, and you have an ingredient, you know, you have the ingredients for uh, having better attendance, which we have. We have had better attendance, just to be honest about it, we have. So um, I think people have embraced it. There are people obviously upset about it, but the Giant fans are, are super uh, excited about having them here. We see a lot of orange and black every night, uh, you know, here at uh, here at uh, Rayleigh Field. So people are, I think people are, you know, we have a, we have the Hunter Pence rehab. People are excited. We have Jake Peavy rehabbing tonight. Uh, so you'll see a lot of Giant fans come out. And uh, it's been, you know, as far as the, the uh, Rivercat players, uh, with all due respect to Fresno, they were excited to get to Sacramento. A lot of them were. So I think it's uh, it's been it's been it's been good for a lot of people. Sure, and you know we're talking Giants here. So uh, one of the, the most recent. Uh, moves here that the Giants have done was when they sent down Casey McGee, and then, well, re- of course, yeah. recently he got called back up. But when he got sent down, did you get a yeah. chance to, to maybe sit down with him and talk with him and maybe see how he took it? I did. And I'll tell you what, this guy, honestly, this guy is a class act, man. You know, I read all about it. I read Henry Schulman's articles on how, uh, how, how you know, he took Duffy aside when he did get designated. Right. Please don't have any guilt on this. You know, this, you you've earned this. You know, so he and you know, and that wasn't that wasn't fake. That was real. I mean, that, that's how he is. He couldn't have handled it better. Like in the clubhouse, uh, in uh, when we were just on the road in Oklahoma City, he couldn't have been a better guy. Like he, you know, he was great in the clubhouse in Colorado Springs. Great in the clubhouse in Oklahoma City, helping the younger players, uh, hitting the ball well. But but his attitude every day was positive. He was never moping. He never moped about being being in Triple A. Uh, you know, obviously, you saw what he did offensively, and he, right. you know, it, it, it's just that he was—he was a good guy. He really was, you know. And he has a great mindset on it. I'm glad he's back up there. But um, you know, I just—I think I had no idea. Any, I didn't know anything about Casey McGee until I had a chance to get to know him here the last couple of uh, last couple of cities we went to. And he's just—he's uh, as good as advertised as far as the person he is. And I hope he goes up there and contributes. And another Giants guy uh, that you know fans became familiar with during the postseason last year was Hunter Strickland. He started the season in yeah. in Sacramento, and of course he's been called back up to the Bigs. And you know, it looks like he has a couple of new pitches. I mean, I know you didn't get to follow him a lot last season, but uh, what did you think of, of this young guy when he was down there? Well, you know, you know, it's funny. You know, you watched him last year, and you know, he it's it's humbling. This guy has great stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got he throws you know mid to upper nineties with a great slider, great split, and. You know, he, he came down here, and again, this is a guy who came down here and didn't mope. And, you know, I remember one of the questions that uh, with uh, one of the fans, you know, we had fans come in and ask the players questions, and we went up to one of our suites here, and uh, somebody asked, are you bitter 
of being here? And Hunter said, absolutely not. I should be here. He goes, I, I actually, this is where I belong right now. That's great. He goes, I'm going to work my way up and try to get back to the big leagues. He said, but right now, this is where I need to be. And he had a great attitude about it. He came down here, again, didn't mope. He just threw gas, got outs, and got up there, and now he's contributing. You know, there's no question the stuff. I mean, you just obviously, anybody can see what kind of stuff he has. But his mental makeup, I think that failure, and I always say that, you know, Failure sometimes can be a really positive thing in baseball, you know, and I think with him having that failure last year, allowing those home runs was uh, was great for him. He came back stronger this year, humbled, and understands that, you know, you have to be smart up there in the big leagues. And he, he's become, a, a, not only uh, with his stuff, but he's become a more intelligent pitcher too, and I think that that is reflective of what he's doing. Well, it's a good sign. Hopefully he continues to bounce back and, you know, is able to make those adjustments at the big league level and continue some success up there. We saw him, and we just yeah. talked about Duffy also. They made an impact last year down the stretch for the Giants. Uh, are, are, do you see anybody there on the Rivercats squad right now? I know Adam Duvall is among the league leaders in home runs. We've seen him a little bit in San Francisco. Jarrett Parker also among the PCL leaders in homers. Mm-hmm. Are those a couple of guys that might be able to make an impact on the big club, do you think, this year? Yeah, you know, I think you know, uh, Jared. Obviously, he'd have to cut down on his strikeouts, but he, but he, he's a, you know, he's his uh, his power is, is incredible. You look at it, you know, it's funny. You watch him from afar and say, oh, yeah, wiry guy. He is strong. I mean, he's all six four, two twenty, strong upper body, strong legs. Uh, you know, he's a guy who has potential. I think he could hit twenty twenty five home runs at the big leagues. I really do. And, and Duvall. Duval can play up there, just looking for a position for Adam. You know, he's been playing some outfield that when McGee was down here, now he's back at third base. But, you know, he, um, that's the one thing, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough level up there, and you, you have to prove you can play defense consistently. And that, that's what Duval has to do. He has to prove he can hit, because everybody knows he can hit. It's just a question of where they can put him defensively. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, those are two guys that you mentioned that, that I think could contribute. Um, you know, they do have Ronnie Cedeno down here for kind of an insurance policy because he's a nine-and-a-half-year big leaguer. He's the guy that can through. We have kind of an older club right now, guys. You know, we have Kevin Franson. They just signed Kevin Franson. Right, yeah, I saw that. The, he, was, he was the yeah the best pitch hitter in the National League last year. It's good right-handed bat, possibly off the bench uh, for the Giants. Uh, you know, and as we said, Cedeno. Uh, Darren Ford's a guy that obviously can if you pinch run for you. Defensive replacement made a great catch last night in the late innings to help the Rivercats win the game. So, uh, you know, and you know who I like watching on a daily basis, a guy that really has grown on me that I really didn't see up until this year is Adrianza. You know, he's a guy that he's so smooth over there at short. You watch him every day. You appreciate him. I saw him a few times with Fresno and thought he was okay. And when you watch him every day, you understand that this guy can really play. And he's a guy that is good defender. He can hit. He grinds up these at bats. You know, he, he, he's a guy that he's a guy really that has impressed me and has surprised me this year. How about on the pitching staff, Johnny? Anybody? Uh... Pitching staff. I'm, I'm glad you asked, man. Guy, uh, we, it, it, they, they've been fun to watch. You know, like one scout told me this is the best uh, pitching staff in all of AAA. You know, just wow. when you look at these guys, these guys could all contribute somewhere. You know, Cody Hall, guy didn't even play in high school. He's solid. Um, Michael Broadway is a guy that really has been uh, tremendous. He's a guy whose ERA is around one. He's got a fastball that can run mid to upper 90. He's got an outstanding slider. He throws for strikes, and his numbers are impressive. Uh, walk the strikeout. And, uh, you know, Clay Rapata is a guy, obviously, a left-handed specialist. He's done a great job for us. Uh, so that's our bullpen. You know, losing Strickland obviously hurt, and that you, you want them to contribute at the big league level. But uh, Curtis Parch, another guy that fits very well for us, Stephen Oakert, is a guy. And Eric Cordier throws in the mid to upper 90s. He's got great stuff. So this, this bullpen is loaded. I mean, Oakert's a guy that. He's a prospect that the Giants are very high on. He's got great stuff. 
So it, anybody, really, the, the bullpen has been has been fun to watch. As far as the starting pitching is concerned, Ty Block has pitched pretty well. You know, he's the guy that you know, doesn't overpower you. He just doesn't throw. He does not uh, walk anybody. He's yet at one point he had more wins than walks. He had four wins, three walks. Now he's got seven walks and five wins. You know, he just doesn't walk anybody. He's at ten starts and seven walks. So he's fun to watch. You know, he's good fastball command, good changeup. He's been a guy that's been really, really fun to watch as well. So, Johnny, just to put you on the spot here really quick, I mean, let's just say, you know, it's it's two days from now that all things being equal, you know, we're not worried about guys' starts in the rotation, stuff like that. Big League Club needs a spot start from somebody. Who, who are you guys sending up? Oh, man, that's a great question. Also, I do want to add, we, we had uh, Chris Stratton, too, just to get his first AAA start. Chris, Chris Stratton was a guy that was uh, that was a double-A, and he's got a start. That's a, that's a great question. You know, I... You know, Block. I, I, Block's a guy that comes to mind just because he's a guy that's been, uh, you know, one of our most consistent stars. You got to remember, we lost Coelho. He had an out. We lost Perea. He had an out. So we're kind of starting pitching wise. We're kind of starting all over. Nick Truly just came back. Nick Truly had a, just a great start in Oklahoma City. He had been out for a while with an injury. So right now, I'd say probably Ty Block would be the guy. If, if there was a guy at an emergency start, I would give Ty a chance. I really would. Twenty-four years old, great control. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be scared. You know, so uh, that would be really worth starting pitching wise right now. We're, we're we're thin, just losing those two guys, but trying to get some guys. You know, PB's making a rehab start tonight. He'll be limited to about seventy-five pitches. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what Jay can do in his uh, hopefully return to Francisco. So we've talked a lot about the Giants prospects. Uh, is is there any other PCL guys you've seen around the league? I know there's still some uh, some really big names out there. Corey Seager from the Dodgers comes to mind. Carlos Correa yeah. recently got called up to Fresno. Uh, is there anybody that has really impressed you that you've seen to play against Sacramento? You know, Corey Seager was a guy, and I saw him yesterday. He he looked he looked really really good yesterday. It was fun fun to watch him. You know, he was he was a guy that uh, I'm trying to uh, trying to go back through my through my books here as uh, I was uh, had to turn down my mic there. But, uh, sure. yeah, of course, here was very, very impressive, very impressive uh, watching him uh, yesterday, uh, trying to go through it. And so Seager's really big. Does he have the movements to stick at shortstop, or is that a guy that looks like a third baseman to you? You know what? He looks smooth at short. He looked really smooth at short. I was impressed with how he looked. At, I was watching his movements. He impressed me with him was his uh, – and I had read some things that maybe his plate discipline isn't great, but he, I don't know, he's improved that because his plate discipline looks solid uh, when we just saw him. And he's got the pop, he's got the makeup, talking to some of their guys. They really, they, uh, uh, some of the Dodger guys, they, they really, uh, Dodger players in uh, Oklahoma City, they think he's the real deal, you know. And it's, so Dodgers, just, they're going to get richer even with that guy. So uh, he's impressive. I'm trying to think of uh, going through. We, we played Nashville with the A's. Joey Wendell's the guy that, a prospect uh, with the A's, he's got a chance. Um, as far as Memphis is concerned, they didn't have too many as Greg Garcia's a name that he may he may be a guy that you know has a decent big league career. But there haven't been you know it's funny there haven't been an overwhelming amount of prospects that you the kind of wow guys that you say wow this is a guy you know I I, I really I do like uh, Corey Seager a lot, uh, but you know we saw uh, Albuquerque the Rocky affiliate. I didn't see too many guys there. Uh, that, that I was overly impressed with, you know. Uh, I'll go through it. Vegas, of course, has Vegas. I, I will say this: Vegas is a pitcher who uh, I think is going to going to have a great big league career, and that's Stephen Matz. You know, we talk about all the pitching they have with Degrom and Syndergaard. They're right. going to have Wheeler back, you know, and Harvey. 
But this guy, Matt's, I think could be the best of all of them. Like really, oh, wow. he's, he's that good. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got great command, and he he just um, he's just so solid. Man. He just got, he's got all three plus pitches. I, I personally, I think he's going to win the Cy Young. I'm going to go on record and say, yeah, I think okay. he won the Cy Young. You heard yep, it here Steven first, Nats, huh? Well, I like that. Steven I like Nats that bold prediction. Yep. yep. You heard it here I, first, I leading I the league. <laughs> Cy Young <laughs> <winner> Nets. <laughs> Embarrassment of riches in the New York Mets uh, pitching staff. Yep. That's great. Exactly. I mean, he is so solid, man. I like, and I listen. I I always like the Grom. You know, I like the Grom. I saw the Grom, Montero, Syndergaard, and uh, those three. Those three, I like the Grom the best. Syndergaard's gonna have a good career. Don't get me wrong. Syndergaard's a big guy, great stuff. But I like Matt's man. Matt's is gonna win one of those Cy Young awards. He's gonna oh, win one of those things. That's hey, awesome. Hey Johnny, I know you gotta get yeah. run here, but before you get out of here, can we hear your signature call? Uh, you know what? I don't really. I, you know, I say only Kadelka. You know, I yeah, say only Kadelka. That's, that's, that's my thing. I say only Kadelka. I say that, but I only say it when like something crazy happens. I never plan it. You well, know, you just made a Cy Young like, prediction. Kedelka. That's kind of crazy. That deserves a holy. Wait, how does it go again? Holy Kadelka! You won the Cy Young. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. That's all I have for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, yeah, Johnny. Very nice. Hey. Really appreciate thanks, it. Thanks for quoting me on that Stephen Matz. I appreciate it. Get that out there. Oh, we will. Oh, that's going to be everywhere. That, right. That's going to be everywhere. Thanks again, Johnny. Appreciate awesome. it. Hopefully we'll uh, get a chance to maybe thanks, come guys. say hi to you in person when I make my way over to Sacramento and catch a ball game over there. Look forward to it. Come by anytime. Sounds good, guys. All, All right, Johnny. Thanks again. Oh, man. That guy's great. Johnny Doskow. I love it. Voice of the Sacramento River Cats. Great interview. A lot of insight. Let's get him on again. I, I, I wish <laughs> Call him back. Absolutely. I love talking to people that are well-informed, and uh, this guy's obviously excited about baseball. Yeah. And, um, love the energy. Yeah. Holy Kadelka. Yes. Stephen Matz, though. You right. know what? I want to take this right into the mailbag because okay. we we had some correspondence this week with some listeners, and um, at PizzlePants on Twitter, a.k.a. <laughs> Joshua handle. Lewis, great handle. <laughs> uh, he's also a member of our podcast league, which we should probably check in on in a little bit, the uh-huh. Leading the League yeah, Podcast let's. Challenge. I'm in second but, place. Um, he wanted to know who we think will contribute most in 2015. Matz, Nola, Haney, Severino, any worth stashing, long-term upside for keeper? Um, Solid question. Obviously, and after that interview, how can you not be very excited right. about Steven Matz? Um, right. He leads the PCL with a 194 ERA, which is, the PCL is a hitter's haven. Especially oh, Especially sure. Las Vegas and where his home park, it's like, I don't know what that would be if you were, were to try to break that down in major league terms, but that's like a... A sub one ERA in the major leagues just because that's <laughs> good math. Because if, if you have a three and a half ERA in the PCL, that's really good, right? Um, multiple reports this week though that he'll be in New York by the All Star break. Wow! Yeah, and that's from the front office guys in New York. So All right. not only is he flat dealing, uh, he's confirmed to be on his way sometime in July. Uh, they might have to make some room with some trades or whatnot. So I don't know if it's more like July first or more like. August 1st that he comes up. Right. Might but, be a little um, early to go pick him up if you don't have that N.A. If spot. You, yeah, if, you, if you can't stash him. But if you can stash him, he's – and obviously he's a future Cy Young Award winner. So Get back to you, that <laughs> that PCL map that you just did. Uh, yeah. You should create some sort of app or something for that. that just the PCL I bet some people have. Math, I mean, there's, yeah. these, there's guys a lot smarter than me in dealing with numbers, and I bet there is some sort of uh, – I mean, there's – PCL translator, it's, we could well, call it. There's, I mean, there's all um, kinds of good stuff. There's Zips and uh-huh. Steamer and all the projection systems. They, I, I think they would have to update those to what 
you know, to this year's numbers current and give you like an up to date thing. But right. in the off season, you can kind of see what people think that they would do in the major leagues with a certain amount of appearances uh, based on those minor league numbers. So there's a lot of guys that are on top of that stuff. If you're listening out there and you want to create this app, talk to us. Let's, yes. let's work it out. Please do. We'll put our name on it. Yeah. We'll get the profits and we'll give you the credit. Boom. Uh, so the other guy he mentioned, one of the other guys he mentioned, Andrew Haney mm-hmm. uh, from the Angels. Sure. Uh, if you are asking who's up first, I would have thought Haney. I thought I would have expected him to be in the big leagues already. Has really nothing left to prove in the minor leagues. Yeah, what's holding him back? Uh, five and one record, three eighty six ERA. We talked about the PCL translation. That's yeah. pretty. St- three eighty six <laughs> is pretty strong. Yeah, the PCL. What would that go to? Like three sixteen or something? Maybe, yeah, maybe sub three. Uh, second in the PCL in strikeouts on the year, fifty one. Uh, so it looks like a numbers game, just a matter of time before they have room in the rotation there. Okay, just stockpile uh, for Haney to come up, or they right. flip him again. He's already been traded twice. Ugh. He was uh, started out in Miami, then I think he got flipped the same day last year. He went to L.A. for a short minute, and then ended up uh, across town with the Angels after after getting traded to the Dodgers. So um, he could be on his way very very soon, just like Matt's. Um, Aaron Nola, 22 years old, 7-3 on the season, 176 ERA, 54 strikeouts in 71 innings. So not big K numbers like you would expect for uh, for someone with his stuff in AA. Opponents are hitting 214 against him, 71 innings pitched there. Mid-90s fastball, big sweeping curveball is his out pitch. Uh, but <laughs> I was looking up Nola's stuff because he's you know, he's only in AA, so he's probably further away than, than the other guys that uh, Mr. Pizzlepants mentioned. But th- I ran across across this quote, man. Oh, so funny. Ruben Amaro Jr., uh, Phillies GM, told reporters that fans, quote, don't understand the process and, quote, bitch and complain. <laughs> <laughs> fact. That is 100% so, a that fact. That is so accurate. Uh, and I feel Amaro on that point. And also you can understand why Amaro wants to keep him down in the minor leagues. Uh, because you know, obviously there's probably no room on that stellar major league roster, right? <laughs> right? How dare Phillies fans bitch about the job Ruben Amaro has been doing <laughs> in Philadelphia? Seriously, no room to talk, guys. Come on. <laughs> These guys are solid. How dare you? Wow. That's uh, the fun. fourth name on that list, Luis Severino, an interesting name, Yankees' top prospect. He's mm-hmm. in AAA now, just got called up recently. Looked pretty good in his first two starts there. Uh, started 10 games in AA Trenton. A 48 to 10 strikeout to walk ratio, which Solid. is awesome. Yeah, 332 ERA, 1.1 whip. Smaller guy. Uh, he might be under six feet tall, really thin, but uh, throws 95, 98 mile per hour gas. Ooh, gotta like that. So, and he's in AAA, and anytime you get that close, you know, it's just a matter of time, one injury away from. Uh, from getting the call. When the more we see the, these young guys with arm problems and stuff and losing their velocity, for me, it's just like, let's get this guy up here. You know, Let, let's get what we can out of him for him, too. Hey, let me get my payday, you know, before I run out of stuff. And we talked about this last week how that last bit of development has to come at the major right. level. You just have to get that yeah. experience. You can't learn how to play in the major leagues without playing in the major leagues. Right. So, of the four Pizzle Pants mentions, you got to go with the future Cy Young winner. Right. Yeah. Holy uh, Yeah, hey, if Doscow wants to to jump you know behind somebody and back them, they've got my support as well. Right. So let's go back to that podcast challenge we talked about. Rick, aka Myers Marauders, who is way out in front, Just right still now. They're dominating, yeah, beating both of us, right? Everyone. And Pizzle Pants, right? And the other, how many guys? Eight guys in our league. Yep. Um, he had a little message for us. He will not come on the show. No. We asked him to come on and brag. He, he says will not no. do it. No, 100% uh, out. But it, well, first of all, he was pissed because we only gave him credit for Bryce Harper. <laughs> That's it. One person <laughs> on his team uh, for obvious reasons. He says, how about you mention the overall perfect offensive balance of power, speed, and average? <laughs> and my pitching. My goodness, my pitching. 
Keuchel, Kluber, Carrasco, and Burnett. All Not solid. to mention a stable of solid closers. It's true. Yeah, we just we were trying not to make you mad, name, Marauders. Yeah, yeah. not flashy big name guys. Last last I checked, actual stats count more than name recognition. <laughs> Amen. Okay, agreed. Strong smack. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish you'd said it, you yeah. know, to us over a telephone or something. It. We were hoping that if we, you know, basically shut you down on the show <laughs> last week and didn't really give you any love, you'd you'd come and defend yourself. But still, you defended yourself in words, and that's solid. Yeah, and you are dominating. So yeah, I'm in up. second place, 18 games yeah, back. He's 18 games up on second, yeah. and I think the next group of five or six teams, which I'm a part of, is just right all right there. So oh yeah, someone from that group is definitely going to come out. And Rick, I'm sorry. It's June. That's it. It's yeah. super early. I'm coming at you. I'm you know, like I said. I'm in second place, yeah. coming off a nine-one week um, or eight-two. Maybe you're in eighth. Yeah, you're twenty-four and a half back. As still. we all, as we all know, AJ Burnett is just going to dominate well, all year long. And here's the thing, course, yeah, because right? he's not going to retire after yeah. this season. He's not. He's not old at all. <laughs> Basically, it goes like this. You know, you may be amazing. You may make it into the playoffs, but you, you one bad week and you're out, bud. Yeah. You know, Bryce Harper overrated. He's going to lose juice. He's <laughs> a kid. Right. That is right. But this guy is the most overrated, so I'm going to tune first. Yeah. It's, Bryce, it's Harper. Bryce Harper. He's great right now. He's wonderful. Let's see how he does come September. All right. And uh, the last correspondence we had this week, an email from a devoted listener named Al, who is accusing us of purposely avoiding Dodgers. <laughs> and we are Giants fans. We must admit that. But Al, we don't purposely. This is this show is for everybody. Yeah, Al, um, check out my DL list, man. They're full of Dodgers every single week. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, Al says, especially the 2015 NL Cy Young Award winner Zach Greinke. Yeah, he is so solid. This is the second Cy Young prediction we've had on this show. Ooh, one's Al more, says a little more Zach current. Greinke in 2015. Mm-hmm. Johnny Doskow says sometime in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's Steven Matz. So, I think a bad call there. Granky's dealing this year. Absolutely. He's looking great. 5 and 1, 192 ERA, 095 whip in yeah. 12 starts. I mean, obviously, if he keeps that ERA numbers, under 2 yeah. for a full season. And, <laughs> uh, you look at it, Max Scherzer's definitely up there. Garrett Cole, Shelby Miller, all are very close in that range. Um, right about 2 ERA, right about 1. You, you whip. just said it about Marauders, though. It's June. Yeah, right. So and, <laughs> and, start talking Cy Young And right Granky, if we did give out the awards right now, actually Garrett Cole is probably the guy that would get it. Uh, mostly, I mean, wins is a stat that you know, people who are I, into I think stats overrated. hate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I totally agree, but he's got he's 9-2. and two. And I do have Granky in the podcast league too, just so we're talking so, about it. Okay. Here. Yeah. So See, so Al, I'm I'm a Dodger guy. I don't I don't hate on Dodgers, you know, in my fantasy life, just in real life. Should we get to those injured guys, speaking of? You know, a couple of uh, of headlines coming out today just before the show started here. Not necessarily DL guys, but Nelson Cruz, he left mid at bat last night, Tuesday night, uh, out of the lineup tonight. But club doesn't seem too worried. Talking about him uh, getting back in that DH spot tomorrow, so right back in there. So that's some great news as obviously he's having a, a huge season. Ryan Braun left his game tonight with some dizziness. Definitely keep an eye on that. Pedro Alvarez left his game with an undisclosed injury, so... Some guys there you may want to uh, to watch here in the next few days. They might get that DL slot put next to their name. Hunter Pence, too. They're saying he might end up on the DL tomorrow. 
Uh, that left wrist, he's been out for a while. Yeah, that's not too surprising. He ran into some more pain, right? Yeah, and that left wrist, yeah. Well, let's go back to Braun for a second. Uh-huh. There was no reason, right? They they, they didn't really give no. a reason. He was just dizzy for All the- I heard was dizziness. Yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe it's dehydration or something. I mean, mm. it could be nothing serious, but... Didn't get whacked in the head or anything like that. No, so no, it's, nothing. It's not that. No, at first, yeah, at first I read it wrong and it said he got hit by a pitch, but no, he got pinch hit four. Gotcha, okay. Right, so a couple of new DL... Actually, additions, Matt Holiday, grade two quad strain, always better than a grade three, obviously. We know that. Okay. We're, we're quad strain specialists here. Right. It's not as good as a grade one yeah, either. Or a grade zero. Right, right. Grade zero is where I'm at right now. I'm okay. feeling fantastic. They're going to reevaluate him after two weeks of treatment. No timetable set. They said, quote, he could be out a while. Jake Odorizzi, my guy. Left oblique injury. Had to leave his last start. Not good. Extended rest. The only rehab with an oblique injury, so he's out a few weeks. It's rough, too. Great start. 2.47 ERA, whip of 1.02. That's definitely going to hurt his Cy Young chances there. Andrew Miller, strain left forearm. No timetable there. That's a big one because he's been lights out there in that New York bullpen. Absolutely. And I was surprised. Uh, I wanted to bring up Batances as the guy that's obviously a must-add Yeah, a must uh, add this week, but... I went and looked at he's still owned already in ninety one percent of leagues. Right. So he because he was the most number two guys are owned in a lot of leagues yeah, though. And also he was supposed to be the starter right. coming in. I think he got drafted in a lot of leagues and he pitched so well people were like, Well, I'm not gonna draft him even though he's a or I'm not gonna drop, drop him, him even though he's a setup man. Of course. Because he's putting up crazy numbers like he did last year. I owned him as a setup man last year. Right. And I didn't care if he got saves at all because he was he struck out almost a hundred dudes, I think. Oh, and you were right. Everyone yeah. was drafting him thinking he was going to be the, the Yankees closer because that was the reports. You know, the reports right. were like, Oh, this is the guy, he's gonna get so it. He's Miller nuts. just beat him. So don't expect to go picking him up because he's already owned in 91% of leagues right. in Yahoo leagues. Daniel Murphy, strain left quad. Unclear how severe that injury is. No timetable set there. Uh, moving to the be back soon category now. Justin Verlander. He wait, set- wait, wait, hold on. Oh, you got be another one. Soon. Is this the Matt Kane? Is he back? Is he in this category yet? We're talking last Justin week, Verlander right now. Last week, <laughs> I wanted Matt Kane to be in the be back soon and he wasn't. Right. So no, he's not. It's not. It's not soon. It's not soon. But oh, I do it. have good news okay. about Kane, but we're not there yet. Verlander making his season debut Saturday at home against the Indians. He struck out nine in his last rehab assignment. Don't get too excited, though. Remember, this guy's 32 years old, had a 4.54 ERA last season, 1.4 whip. I mean, he's not the Verlander of old. But maybe this rest rejuvenates him. You know, maybe getting to spend extra time with Kate Upton is good right. for you. Kate Upton's birthday today, we saw. 23 it. years old, yeah. Which is very surprising. Which is almost over the hill. Doug Fister flexor strain in that right forearm. He's going to make one more rehab start on Friday, so they expect him back next week. So some great news there for Nationals fans and obviously Fister owners. Corey Dickerson, that plantar fasciitis, not fully healed, but says he's well enough to play. They think they may have him back tomorrow, which. Uh, which actually be today. I by hate the time that injury. Into this. Yeah. I'd sell Dickerson at all costs if he comes back and people think, oh, he's okay. He's, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Is, that's not something that's going to go away. If you can get get something for him, do it. If Devin Messerosco. It's not better when he's resting. It's not going to get better playing on it right. every single day. Yeah, you can't get back to 100% just sitting there. It's just going to get right, worse. Sorry to interrupt. Go back to Devin Messerosco. It's all right. He's out on a rehab assignment. They thought he might need that hip surgery you know, to, to end the season. Well, they moved him to the outfield. He's playing outfield. They, they think they're going to have him by the end of the week wow. back up in the bigs. Yeah, so that's some great news for people that drafted one of the top catchers. Although, I, I'm assuming he'll come back with catcher eligibility still since, you know, that's how people drafted him. So that I'm good for them. Right. Jorge Solier expected to be activated June 17th. That is the first day he's available to come off the DL. He has not resumed baseball activities, so you might want to 
be a little bit careful. That might be a bit premature there. Will Myers, they expect him back tomorrow. So that's some good news for Myers owners. Myers Marauders. Yeah. Oh, look that's, at, does yeah. he have him? He, that's where he got the name, I assume. Yeah, he's got him wow. sitting on the DL. <laughs> there you go. You know, that might mess up his <laughs> Will team Myers chemistry. Marauders, yeah. Rick, a.k.a. Myers Marauders, you might want to think about trading Will Myers because maybe that chemistry with you him, make him an offer is better. Or something? You want uh, Myers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, his team is so perfectly balanced, it's hard to <laughs> know what to offer. Yeah, maybe he'll just keep him on the DL spot, n- not make any moves. That's right. Keep him there as long as he can. Now we're moving to the don't hold your breath category. Guess who's in this list? Yeah. Matt Cain. Yeah, Matt Cain. Yes. He, he did I mean, make boo. his he made his first rehab start, though. Double A, 36 of his 55 pitches were for strikes. He went three and two-thirds innings, gave up three hits, one walk, couple of strikeouts. Said he hit 94 on the gun. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, he settled in around 91 most of the night. Uh, he's set to start Monday night for Sacramento. So anybody around Sacramento, you want to go see Rivercat game, that's probably the one you're going to want to go to Monday night. Uh, Matt Kane, getting close, getting close. They're saying it may be before the All-Star break. So don't hold your breath, though. Every Rivercats game is a game you want to go to. But if you want to get a glimpse of the former perfect game pitcher in the major leagues, Matt Kane on Monday. Go right? say what's up to Johnny Dosko, too, while Johnny you're there. Dosko. Tell him we said hi. Great dude. Adrian Beltre, sprained left thumb, already been out a week, not healing as quickly as he'd like because he's old. They had hoped to be a two-to-week, three, uh, two-to-three-week thing. It's looking like closer to three to four weeks, so that's not good news. Strasburg, next strain. He did throw a successful bullpen session. Up next, some live batting practice, and then a minor league rehab assignment, so still at least a few weeks away, probably two to three weeks there. Jacoby Ellsbury, another guy that, you know, it, it was supposed to be three to four weeks originally. He's already missed two weeks. They're saying it may be another three to four weeks. He has resumed baseball activities, so some good news there. For Jacoby Ellsbury. Iwakuma threw a successful bullpen session, so that's good. Still two to three weeks away for him. And Jose Fernandez made his first rehab start. Roughed up a bit, five runs, eight hits over three innings at high A, but you know, just throwing a lot of fastballs, still throwing 97, still looking at an all star break there for Fernandez. Some, some bad news for the who the hell knows category. Brandon Morrow had to be shut down. He had a little bit of, uh, Shoulder damage or shoulder pain during his second rehab start, so they're going to not touch a baseball for two weeks and uh, and see how that goes after that. So it might be a while there for tomorrow. All right, so list is a little bit shorter than usual there. I guess some guys are either a lot of guys came back this week, coming back. Yeah, yeah a lot okay. of guys activated uh, and just a few new additions. Plus, you know, I dropped some guys that are just who cares, really? Right? Yeah. So, yeah, so the, those, are the, those are the important ones. Obviously, you know, as we're on the show here, as what seems to happen every week, someone's getting put on it right now right. that we're not going to uh, be able to, to pay attention to because we're busy. Uh, yeah, but if, uh, if you got some of those guys, especially any of the uh, Be Back Soon guys, yeah, you're pretty stoked. There's some interesting closing roles that are kind of up in the air right now. You've got Hector Rondon and uh, Pedro Strope in Chicago. Mm-hmm. They also signed Rafael Sariano this week to a minor league deal. Yeah, that's interesting. I picked up Strope, and uh, and then I saw that they signed Sariano. I mean, he's still old, and he still lost his yeah. job, so I'm not that worried about it. When I saw that he signed, I was like, better pick him up instantly. And then I thought, and then he looked at it, and it was a minor league deal. Right. So it's not, he, nothing's guaranteed. He's going to monitor him. He's going to take a look at things um, in the minor leagues and see how it goes. But. He was he wasn't worse than Hector Rondon and Pedro Strope last year. He lost his job, but he's still it's a good he, point. You know, he's still a very good pitcher. I was yeah. actually surprised nobody signed him earlier in the offseason. I'm not sure what's up with that. But I mean, um, yeah, Rondon has definitely been a guy that I, I own in one of my leagues, and it's it's been rough to watch. 
yeah, he definitely was never shut down from the start. Um, shut down closer. No, no, Carson no. Smith he may be taking over as closer for Fernando Rodney in Seattle. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of wishy washy, just like the Cubs situation is. It's they're saying they're just giving Fernando Rod- Rodney a chance to kind of work out some mechanical issues. Right. So it's not like he's demoted and Smith is the new closer. Um, so and and. During that process, Rodney's going to pitch in the eighth, sometimes the ninth. So we don't really know exactly what's happening there. It'll probably work itself out. Whoever pitches the best is going to end up sticking with that job. Yeah, which which is how it should be. You know, you, you, both guys I think right now are worth owning, just because you might get the occasional save from either one. Uh, if you got a spot on your roster, I'm all about those uh, those eighth inning guys. Uh, if you don't have a closer, a couple of guys I want to talk about. Um, obviously, Cameron Mabin has been hot. He's been hot over the past month. He's one of those guys that if you you know you're not on board yet, you should get on board. This guy, yeah. he yeah he he's one of the he's already in the top hundred rankings of the season. You know he's the 14th ranked guy over the last 30 days, hitting close to 400. He's stealing bags. He's driving in runs. He's got power. He he's looking like he's finally starting to figure it out in Atlanta. We mentioned him last week, and he's still owned in only 47 percent of leagues. So the word's not out yet get on board. Joe Panic is another guy. He's second base, which is one of the hardest positions to fill, and he's hitting 400 over the last two weeks. Hit another home run tonight, which makes four over the last two weeks. And that's the big difference with him. He starts putting the ball yeah. out of the park, and uh, his value skyrockets, because right. otherwise he's just a really batting average dependent guy. Yeah, and he's not going to steal you any bases either, right. but if he gets that power going, which he has had, and you know, just looking at his sweet swing, it doesn't look like that's going anywhere. It's a lot of fun to watch. And another guy, uh, Kevin Pillar, he got off to a hot start to the season, had a little bit of a slump there after the first three weeks. But these last two weeks, he, he's back to, to hitting home runs. He's got three. He's driven in ten runs. Uh, he's in that outfield spot, which you know you definitely want power from. He's hitting three sixty over the last couple weeks. Uh, and and Leonis Martin, he's another guy who's, who's starting to swipe bags, starting to get on base, been really hot here the last two weeks. Actually, he's been pretty solid over the last month. So that's another guy that... It was probably drafted in your league, probably dropped because he got off to a ridiculously slow start. But yeah, he's he's definitely starting to come back. And another guy that has probably been dropped in a lot of leagues, Taiwan Walker. Yeah, we just we watched, watched some him. of his Whew. start just now before um, before we came on the air. Look good, and the guy, the guy's had the stuff he always has. And I was I, he was a guy I really liked coming into the season. Surprised by how poorly he pitched to begin, but the last three starts he's starting to look really good. Two and one, he was a tough luck loser. Uh, went eight innings, allowed three runs the other night, uh, last week, and lost. Uh, two and one over his last three starts, 22 innings pitched, 21 Ks, only four in runs over that span. So the stuff is still there. Pitching in a good pitcher's park. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, it's it's time to to buy low on him and uh, pick him up if he was dropped in your league like I just did. I watched him tonight. I'm a believer. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, my, the last guy I've got here, Michael Franco, third baseman from Philadelphia. Finally got the call. He's always had power. Showed that off in the minor leagues. They thought they wanted him to work on his contact skills. And um, it looks like he did that because he's come up and he's hitting. He's He got called up May 15th. Um, he's already got six bombs, 16 RBIs, 15 runs. He might lead the Phillies in all those categories <laughs> for the season <laughs> in that short time, as bad as they're playing. Um, I don't like him. Here's why. Uh, seen 287 average. He on. spells his name wrong, but it's, it's because he's from a different – country okay it's cultural yeah i guess can you spell it for everyone please m-a-i-k-e-l yeah michael franco franco's spelled normally okay all right yeah i'm not uh, racist but, but <laughs> no oh no i wasn't i did i did not accuse you did you, you gave me the racist look i did not yeah no 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 
Um, Michael Franco, power hitter, third baseman. If you need a little bit of pop, you need some youth in your lineup. Just don't look at his name too long. It's going to bother you. That's right. That's absolutely right. DFS time. Uh-huh. Uh, I do want to remind everybody, FanDuel is offering 100% deposit match bonus up to $200 when you use the code LTL200, or you can use the link on leadingtheleague.com. Looking at pitching matchups this weekend because, hey, if you got no pitcher, you have no DFS lineup. So let's start with Friday. Friday's awesome. A lot of aces pitching on Friday. Pick your ace, basically. We got Felix Hernandez at Houston. We got Kershaw at San Diego and Bumgarner at home versus Arizona. That'd probably be the one. Um, I'm actually probably going to go with Kershaw there. Really? Uh, in San Against Diego. That San Diego lineup? Yeah, uh, because he's kind of found his groove. Okay. And when he's found his groove, he's the best pitcher in baseball still, as good as Bumgarner and Felix Hernandez both are. You're just sucking up to Al, aren't hey, you? Not on purpose, yeah. uh, but All right. but we do have to give the Dodgers their props when they deserve <laughs> it. You know, it, it would be nice. I'd reach out a few people. Maybe we get uh, someone who covers the Dodgers, writer, That'd be blogger, great. Yeah, and see if we, can, uh, do we that. can get deep into that because they do have a lot of uh, a farm system, yeah. a lot of players in the farm. We can kind of get some insight on uh, – on Hector Oliveira and some guys like that that they've got coming right. up in the minor leagues. Let's see so, if we can do that. Kershaw, in his last three starts, 3 no, two earned runs, and 28 Ks. Yeah, he's back to his old starts. self. So that's the Kershaw you're looking for, pitching in San Diego. Yeah, the one like he drafted that. in the first round, yeah. too, in, in snake drafts. I like that quite a bit on Friday. Saturday, Shelby Miller versus Jake DeGrom. That's going to be a good matchup, but I will probably stay away from it um, in favor of Garrett Cole at home against Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's an easy pick. And then, so that's the Saturday matchup. And Sunday, Sunday just doesn't, nothing jumps out to me. I'm going to say Cole Hamels versus A.J. Burnett. Good matchup there. Um, but again, I kind of don't like that. It's it's too close to call there. I don't, I don't believe in Burnett. No, sustaining you what don't. he's doing right now. Uh-huh. Um, so, I, I believe in Cole Hamels, but I just don't believe on the road. Yeah, on the road and just just a bad team and a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Once Cole Hamels gets traded, that'll be a lot of fun. Probably got to go with Max Scherzer. He's had a little bit of ups and downs recently, but uh, still, he's just too good against an undecided starter. I don't know who's starting there Sunday uh, in Milwaukee. So not a powerhouse lineup in Milwaukee. Got to go Max Scherzer All on right. Sunday. Enjoyed the, the correspondence from some of you listeners out there. Always hit us up at Leading League on Twitter. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher. Review the show. Email us, info at leadingtheleague.com. You can find Nick at Bay Area Wink. You can find me at BD Peacock on Twitter. Hey, thanks again to uh, Johnny Doskow. You can check him out. You can find him on Twitter at J Doskow. That's J-D-O-S-K-O-W. Great interview there. Great guy to follow, too, if you, especially if you like your minor league baseball. Absolutely. Holy <laughs> thanks for listening. Follow him. Just do it. Next week. Oh, yeah. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. Just follow him. Make your dreams come true. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Leading the league. We are out. We'll see you next week. See you. Thanks for listening to Leading the League. Be sure to subscribe and visit us online at leadingtheleague.com.